our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza, and this is 51 First Dates. Um, This is kind of a weird intro. It's just me solo, and I feel even stranger than I usually do uh, talking to Kimmy alone in my room because now I'm actually just alone in my room. Um, but I'm solo this week because Kimmy had um, a death in the family. Her grandmother unfortunately passed away and she's traveling to be with her family. So everyone please send her some spiritual and energetic love um, during this tough week. Uh, we'll be back. She'll be back um, next week. And uh, I can relay all the spiritual love to her that doesn't make any sense um our guest today would be particularly disappointed in that like insane line of (laughs) line of thought because um we are really really lucky to have nikki foe on today nikki foe is a tarot and intuitive reader um she's been studying and working with tarot for almost two decades and her mission is to help people dive deeper into their lives and connect with their own like intuitive wisdom Uh, And we had such a great conversation with her. Uh, We talked to her a couple weeks ago, and I've been thinking about it since then. She was kind enough to give us some readings and talk to us about kind of what tarot means to her. And I definitely thought I sort of thought I knew like what tarot was and (laughs) what you could gain from it. And I was completely wrong. Her view is so interesting and so cool. And she's such a smart person and thoughtful person. And the reading she gave uh for both of us was really really helpful um so i think you're gonna really enjoy it's a super good conversation we talked for a really long time because kimmy and i were both like oh my god can you explain more about your vision of like how intuitive reading works and and how tarot can help you and we talked a lot about tarot and dating and how it can sort of help guide you um to make some of the positive changes that we talk about all the time on this podcast so yeah i think you're really gonna love it i loved it i know like want to buy a set of tarot cards and want to get way more readings with Nikki. Um, her information's all going to be linked below and she'll shout it out um, at the end of our interview. But you can find her on Instagram at NikkiFoe.tarot uh, and you can go to her website, which is www.NikkiFoe.online. And again, that's all going to be linked below. So if the, you know you don't know the spelling or anything, it is very easy to grab and please check her out. Like I'm really, really obsessed. Um <laughs> So let me see. Solo intros are weird. Um, <laughs> this is truly, you guys, I feel like a, a maniac talking to myself. Um, I'm going to do like, oh, you know what? I'll do business first. Um, follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. Email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Send us your worst first date stories, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We want to hear all of it. Um, you can also join our secret Facebook group, which as you guys probably know, is like a really warm, kind, good community to talk about dating, vent about dating, ask questions. 
um, support each other. It's a great place on the internet. And you can also subscribe to our Substack, which is our weekly newsletter. We break down our consumption corner in our weekly newsletter. And yeah, I think you're really going to like it. Um, it's free and it's just one email a week from us. Um, and yeah, that's the business. Oh, also, please rate, subscribe, review. We really appreciate it. Those reviews mean a lot to us and it helps us get great guests like Nikki on. Um, when they see that we're like legit and have nice reviews and people don't think we're too uh, nuts. I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> um, okay, here is my solo consumption corner. Um, I saw In the Heights last night. I went to the movie theater. It was really cool. I was really excited to be there. Um, and it was my you know first time at a movie in uh, well over a year. And it was a great movie to see in the theater. It was really fun. Um, I hadn't seen the stage play. And I know there are some things my partner had seen the the play on Broadway. And there were a couple things he was a little like tiny bit disappointed in, in the way I think where you get hyped up about something and then it gets made into a movie and you're like, eh. But I loved I loved almost all of it. The dance numbers were great. It was really creatively directed. Um, the music was great. I cried. I laughed. Had a ball. Highly recommend. It was one of those movies where at the end, the very, like, the theater was very limited in capacity, but everyone, like, broke out clapping at the end, which was really cute. Um, so I would super recommend that. And then I'm going to recommend something that I feel a little embarrassed recommending because it's just so, so a thing for, like, parents or, like, old people. And it's so uncool. And I feel like it's just, why am I recommending this? Well, okay, here's what I'm recommending. I am going to recommend, um, I've been like kind of lost in terms of like falling asleep shows. I feel like I've watched every comedy, every watched The Office and Parks and Rec and all of my, you know, Arrested Development, all of my bedtime shows way too many times and they're getting kind of stale. So I've been actually watching a Ken Burns documentary about the national parks. I think it's just called National Parks um, to fall asleep. It's on like PBS's website and it is so deeply calming. It's like beautiful nature, calm voiceover, some history. You learn some stuff. Um, and I, it just started because we were visiting all these national parks. And I was like, oh, we should watch this like for research. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is really, really calm and mellow. And there's like many, many hours of it. Uh, so it's been bringing me a lot of nighttime peace. And I am embarrassed because it's so uncool. but. You know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Um, okay. That's it for me. I uh, hope that you enjoy our interview with Nikki and um, super hope you check out her, her website and her information. And I love you guys. And we will be back next week. And we will have our interview with Nikki Fo after a very quick ad break. Okay, we are so excited to be joined by Nikki Foe, tarot and intuitive reader, and a friend of my friend Maureen's who connected us, which I'm very excited about. Um, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to chat all things dating, tarot. This is new for us, and we're pumped to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Obviously, this is something I talk a lot about, so interested to see us just like chatting about this as a group. 
today. Yeah, yeah. Liza and I are like super excited. I'm like, so excited. <laughs> I've never, um, I've never had anyone read my cards, so I'm super excited about that. We're gonna talk. Well, they're primed and ready over here for when we get to that mm-hmm. part. So. Um, I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about everything you do. Like I said, you're gonna do. Uh, you're gonna pull some cards for us, and we are going to hear about how tarot and intuitive readings um, can kind of uh, help with relationship concerns, insecurities, woes, etc. But first, as always, do you have a worst first date story? So I was thinking about this. What is my worst first date? And um, I don't have one that like comes to mind. But when I was in college, I was actually going on dates with a guy that I thought well, I thought they were dates because <laughs> we kept going out and he actually like took me out to a really nice dinner and paid for it, which in college is kind of like, wow, this is fancy. Yeah. Um, but we weren't like kissing or anything wasn't happening afterwards. And so I ended up just being like, okay, are these dates? Like, I want to be clear. Like, are we, you know, going on dates? And he was like, no, they are not. <laughs> um, I just want to be friends. And so I was like, I don't know what was happening, but clear communication is key. So it just really showed me, you know, ask up front, is this a date? <laughs> it's so true. This is not the first time we've had kind of a similar scenario. Um, and I really do think, especially with college, especially with someone paying for your dinner, I would have thought that was, it's like the best date I'd ever been taken on. Yeah. I don't think anyone had paid for my dinner in college on any date. It was like, let's hang out at 2 a.m. when after the bar, right. you know? So yeah, like that's... paying for drinks was a was a big yep. deal. Like that was, you know. I know it was um, like a sign, right? That someone's like super into you. I I was I could have sworn he was very into me. He was even like dressing all nice. I don't know what happened there. I've never mm-hmm. talked to him really ever since. So <laughs> fair. Proud of you. <laughs> um God, that's yeah. so funny. Oh, gosh. It's such a funny, like, weird scenario to be in. I feel like it happens more and more as you get older, where it's like, are we friends? Like, what are we? I mean, this is how my current relationship started. It's like, we're at dinner oh, yeah. together. Like, it, it just is like, are these dates? It's such a, it's such a weird thing, especially when you're in college. Yeah, and like breaking that kind of like that wall to ask, like, it's so scary because you're, you just don't know what response you're going to get. And obviously, I got the one I. I didn't want, but it was like, yeah. what was I going to do? Just do that with him for, you know, years and years and never know. That's good for you for asking. Cause yeah. I actually feel like a lot of times these things just like peter out, but that it's so vulnerable. It's so hard to be like, it, it almost feels unfair that you had to be the one to ask since oh, yeah. he was the one paying for the dinners and looking nice or whatever it was. You know, I like, know, but obviously wait. I knew I had to ask cause I was, I mean, it was clear enough in some ways that the answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but still, yes. really hard question to ask. Very I hard. Could, At any age, right? It's always hard. It's always hard. It's very weirdly, it's like a microcosm of the larger, like defining the relationship conversation. Like, I feel like a lot of our listeners, myself included, <laughs> spent a lot of time or have spent like time on like dates or in half relationships where like you're just like, who's going to bite? Who's going to, who's going to define this or not? And usually if it's not defined, you know the answer. Yes. And then you ask and it's sad. Okay. But <laughs> um, our other icebreaker that is extremely cheesy so you can interpret this how you like. Um, actually, you might have kind of a cooler answer just given, you know, what you do. Um, what is your relationship to relationships? This could be from childhood, 
your relationship to relationships now, how it's evolved, whatever you want to interpret that as. Yeah. So, um, what comes to mind actually is this Esther Perel quote, if you guys know who that is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I talk about her so much. Like <laughs> everyone's tired of me talking about Esther Perel, but actually not you. I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't think that anyone can ever get tired of her. So I did no, not mean to apply let's talk it, about it forever. Esther Perel fan club, um, which, but she says the quality of your life is like ultimately defined by the quality of your relationships. So I just think investing in relationships is truly, I mean, it's, I think it's everything. It's so important. Um, but for me in my life, like I really try to look at my romantic relationship, um, and my friendships really equally in terms of investment and in terms of mm-hmm. importance of how they like, nurture me and care for me and like how they're there for you. And like in the storms of your life and different times. So, um, probably at, at different ages, I might've invest in more like and really um put this heavy emphasis on the romantic relationship side but just as I've and I'm in a partnership now but um as I've gotten older just my friendships are just so they're everything and putting putting that effort into making them solid and fun and all the things you need to do in your like partnership so I don't think that quality of your life is going to be bad if you're like not seriously dating someone I think Uh, but if you have no relationships in your life maybe evaluate what's going on there (laughs) there yeah no it's such a good reminder like genuinely to me right now just hearing you say that the level of investment or quote-unquote work if you want to call it that 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 you might put into a long-term relation romantic relationship it's sometimes easy to forget I live on the west coast now I used to live on the east coast a lot of my friends are on the east coast it's sometimes easy for me to forget to invest in those like lifelong friendships and relationships so it's very I'm glad you brought that up we don't always remember to talk about our friendships yeah what a great answer and Esther always coming through with it oh yeah <laughs> um so just uh tell us before we before we um go into to the cards tell us a little bit more about your background how you got interested in tarot how you started doing what you do and um and sort of how you how you think about it yeah so um when I was a kid I was just like a very witchy kid (laughs) um (laughs) as many of us are I find um I just always like dressed up like a witch and I was doing spells and I was doing seances and making my friends do bloody mary in the bathroom with me (laughs) and torturing them in different ways um you know just through my like there's a ghost here. And I just was like trying to freak out my friends at any, at any cost. Uh, But I, yeah, I also was like drawn to like reading books on paganism and Wicca, like when I was like 10, like I was just so into that. Um, And then my mom's friend around the same age showed me her tarot cards. I was just immediately drawn to them. And it was really like a light bulb went off for me and just felt really important. Um, And so I, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I think I didn't really have a deck of cards yet though, but when I was 16, she actually gave me a deck, that same friend of my mom's. And then I got really into it. So I started researching the cards and reading about them and, um, like just diving in really deep and like the actual study of what their meanings were and like the art behind them. Cause each card has, oh my gosh, I could just go on forever about the history. Of no, them. I mean, I was going to, as you're speaking, cause I'm kind of a noob, like if, 
if you want to give us like high level breakdown for people who aren't familiar with tarot. Yeah, for well, those who aren't familiar with tarot, um, so their cards, they're playing basically like the same origins of like our poker decks are tarot decks, like our playing cards. Um, they come from these cards that were created in in Europe in like the 13th and 14th century, and they were used to play games, and then like they um, evolved over time into being like divination or like spiritual kind of cards. So they didn't start out that way, which I think is really cool actually that they evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have these meanings that got attributed to them. They got more specific and the art got more specific too. And now there's truly thousands of different decks and, um, they generally have similar meanings, like each card, like there's archetypes and they have um, similar meanings, but they, uh, they're open to interpretation. And that's what I love about them too. So it's not like, you know, I mean, I guess there's probably some purists who are like, this is what this card means. And like, this is really specific, but um, they have guiding principles and then you can really use them to support you. And they just happen to be a medium that like really helped me to think about life. Like I couldn't just sit and like pray or meditate on my own. Like I, I really liked having a tool that helped me to to ask these big life questions. So, um, yeah, like I had got them when I was around 16 and then when I was around 20, um, not 20, when I was around like my late twenties, actually, um, actually when I was like in my twenties to say that I kind of like stopped doing it as much, um, as many of us, we do with things that we like when we're younger, we kind of have a period where like, no, I don't know where that's fitting in my life or I'm not investing in as much. And then come towards my late twenties, I started really investing again in tarot. And then I started doing it professionally, um, like reading for people and having that be actually like career goal and orient, like becoming this bigger thing in my life. Um, and so I started writing for this website, this like spirituality website, and it's like, has a pretty big following. And so then I got a lot of clients through that. And, um, I read for people literally all over the world through, um, through like online, like virtual reading. So I get to meet people from all over and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really cool journey. And I think they're so connective. Tara was something that a lot of people like we, you know, you could not know someone, obviously I just like turn on my computer and we'll have a virtual reading with someone. Um, and we just start to connect pretty deeply through the cards. So I love that about them as well. They're just this force that sort of allows you to have this deep conversation with someone that you're kind of just meeting. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm so excited. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like giddy and it's like, I can't stop smiling. Tell us a little bit about, about how the cards and the work you do can kind of apply to relationships. And I know you probably see a lot of people and talk yeah. to a lot of people who are struggling to date, to find connection. Um, what are some like common things that you see? Yeah. Um, I think tarot, like I kind of just said with um introspection and stuff like like using as a tool to kind of get to know yourself like I think Tara was really good at um sparking our thoughts and questions um about what's blocking us and like where do we need more love for ourselves and where are we struggling or where are we doing well and like what should we be celebrating like it kind of spurs all these thoughts um and um yeah, like I said, like self-reflection that maybe we couldn't do organically. So like when we pull a card, 
we might do it in the morning or like have a ritual of doing it. Um, we could ask like, what is something I need to, you know, be aware of, or what is something that's like weighing on me right now? Um, and then you could turn the card and like, just take some time to kind of like get to know that and like maybe even journal about it. Like it could be this, like, but you could make it as like small or as big as you wanted, like light a candle and like, um, get your journal out and really like go deep with it. Or you could just turn it and like, kind of take it in and like go on with your day, but like have it in your head. Um, so I think that that's really valuable when dating, because the more we know ourselves, the more we love ourselves, the more we are, um, yeah, the more we're like aware of what is like our stuff, the better we're going to be at like navigating dating. So tarot is like really honest and blunt too. Like you kind of can't hide from what it says about you to you. Um, so it's good in that way. Cause it's not another person. That's also what I like about tarot is like, it's not like your mom or even your therapist being like, hmm, have you noticed this about yourself? There isn't like a baggage between you and the cards mm-hmm. about like what they're telling you. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I like about it. In terms of dating, it's like you get to like date yourself and get to know yourself and be aware of your stuff. Like, and that helps you to, the more clear we are about who we are and what we need, I think just like the better we enter into the dating world and relationships. I also thought about this exercise that I do or did. Um, I mean, it's something I could keep doing, but I did it um, while I was dating and like before I met my partner where I would make a list. I mean, this is like pretty basic where you make a list of like qualities that you're looking for, but then you kind of look at the list and think like, how many qualities do I have on that list? Like, Mm. do I have them? Do I need to work on them? Because we really, you know, I believe that energetically we draw in what we're putting out. And so if you're like, I really want someone who's like really kind and available, which were on my list when I did my like most recent list, which I, I probably didn't have them on when I first started making them. Cause I didn't think to like put emotionally available. It just like grew over time. Um, but I might put like financially, you know, savvy or like, Oh, you know, that sort of thing. And I would be like, Hmm, is that me? Maybe not. <laughs> so like, wow. do I want to very- work on that? So that maybe I could draw in a partner who would have those same characteristics. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you because it's so real. I'm just thinking of like I was always when I was feeling the least successful in my life, wanting someone successful. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, or available. That's really that's an I love that exercise. Yeah. And I also just love what you were saying about tarot being about yourself, like in terms of dating. Like I think so often patterns we can get into as humans dating is like, especially if you're going on a lot of dates, you know, I keep getting rejected or something's wrong with me and not really looking at like what you're doing or the energy you're putting out there. And it, it feels like tarot is, could be a great tool for some people who feel stuck in that kind of, you know, judging themselves based on someone else's reaction to them in dating. If you go into the cards, you know, having to kind of sit in some of your own feelings mm-hmm. or yeah I like that yeah like a lot like maybe I'm attracting like you said like a similar partner or a similar block and so you could pull the cards and say like like what am I needing to learn around this or like what block am I am I um am I like calling in to, in order to learn what and it's really like the, the quality of your readings is really going to be based on like your quality of your questions too, I find. So when I'm reading for people, I really coach them on like what to ask because sometimes we'll be like, am I going to get married next year? And like, of course we want to know things like that, but it's like the cards will be like, uh, maybe, I don't know. Like you really, 
aren't going to get, um, you're not going to get that <laughs> sadly, right, right. you know, it's just not really how they function. Maybe some people use in that way, but I, I just find, um, that they're not really going to answer your questions that are, and when we have a lot of, like, we need a specific answer. Like I like to ask people I'm working with, like, what's, what's showing up for you around that? Why do you feel that way? Like, let's dig into that. Maybe we could pull a card and like, why, why is that need coming up so strong for you versus trying to ask something? Yeah, I'm kind of rambling here, but like just trying to ask these really specific questions when it comes to dating or like sometimes people ask them around motherhood and I just get nervous. Like, I don't really want to pull a question. Like if you're going to be a mom next year, because I don't think we're going to get some thing, no matter what the card that's going to support you. So let's kind of mm-hmm. reframe and think of a different question. So I've had to learn that over time though, because I want to make people happy and give them the reading they want, but I also have to kind of coach them a little on it. Yeah. How This is deviating from our outline a little, but just on that note, how do you navigate? I'm just, I'm like, I would not know how to navigate. So I'm impressed that you know how to navigate maybe hard, like when someone asks some, you know, I know you have them reframe the question, but when the card is like not the card with the better, I don't want to say news, but I guess like are yeah. there challenging cards you pull? I don't know. I, I'm oh, using yeah. all the wrong language. I apologize. No, no, no. You are. You're, no, I totally get what you're saying. And yes, that happens a lot. Um, I mean, I almost rather that kind of reading for someone in a way, because if I'm just like, everything looks really good, um, <laughs> which is great. And that feels good to like talk about and give, but it's not really giving them any medicine. It's what I like right. to, or homework or, or ways to kind of dig in. And they probably, they're coming to me usually because they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling a little lost or I'm not feeling like I'm connected to my purpose. I read a lot about people's purpose and passion. That's like a huge area mm-hmm. for me, like around career and stuff. Um, so yeah, if they're just, I'm like, oh, you're looking good. Things are great. I don't know why you're here. You know, it's, and that doesn't happen though. I usually get like tough stuff's yeah. happening in your life. Tough cards are going to come up. Um, but every card thankfully has their meaning and medicine. So that's like what the card actually means and then how it wants mm-hmm. you to kind of like work with it to grow. So I, I like to get those heavy cards. I mean, they're, they're challenging to give based on the client. Sometimes like I can tell someone's energy is very receptive and then other people's I can tell, um, I have to massage it a little when I share it. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. The whole thing, uh, is it's funny. You're, you're, it's so similar to, I think what therapy is like asking important questions. Yeah. Um, but I like the lens that you put this through of like, it's a tool to ask, um, really important questions and, and like receive knowledge about yourself. Yeah. Um, it is similar to therapy in that way. And like, I do kind of like straddle this line. Um, my best friend's actually a therapist. And so we talk about it a lot, like, okay, like where am I kind of going to stop and where am I going to like have boundaries around what we'll talk about or what I can really do? Um, so I'm just clear that I'm not a therapist and this, and I usually see clients, um, I mean, some, I have like some clients I see like monthly, but, um, most of the time it's like a couple times a year or even just like on their birthday. Um, so it doesn't have that same, like, okay, we're working on issues like every week and we're really diving in. I do have a few people I do that with, but, um, we know our place, like this is more spiritual, it's more creative, it's more 
um, like we're going to talk about like your dreams. We're going to talk about like your rituals in your life. We're going to talk about uh, your creative practice versus in therapy, you're going to talk about like deep trauma. And so I'm, (laughs) I'm grateful that like, I, I do this work because I don't necessarily want to dive in and try to like hash that out. I want to give more of that, um, this more like restorative and spiritual and creative energy that maybe you're not getting from your therapy work. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but it is tricky. It is tricky. Like sometimes I feel like, okay, maybe I'm kind of giving therapy right now, but I think we do that in our friendships. Probably we're like, Mm -hmm. a lot of us are in therapy. So we probably use therapeutic language a lot with people. And I feel like in like pop popular conversations online, like everyone's getting so savvy around it that we're like constantly giving therapy advice to each other. That's so true. Yes. The like the internet language has become, you know, not so far off. (laughs) Me to all my friends. Like, well, why do you think you feel that way? I'm like, fuck, (laughs) there she is, my therapist. What attachment, uh, what are they called? Attachment style. Style. Yeah. Do you think that you're embodying right now? I mean, what do we do every week on this podcast? We are, you're very fake therapist. Yeah. You're very, very underqualified, (laughs) undereducated therapist. Kimmy's not undereducated, just in therapy terms. Neither are you. Okay. We won't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Nikki, are there any like very common questions, patterns in the people that come to you, especially when it comes to relationship and dating advice? Do you see the same things over and over? Yes. Um, So I do have a lot of common things that people ask. And I I would say the most common one is they want to know what the other person that they're dating is feeling or thinking. Mm -hmm. And to that, I say to them, please ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you ask them that? So you know, and, and they're like, well, and they have like a million reasons why they cannot ask this person that I'm like, I think you would get the clearest answer if you were to ask them. Um, I sometimes do pull that, but I also tell them like, I'm only going to get what that person is willing to share with me. And this is where it's getting kind of woo woo. Like yeah, yeah. spiritually, I believe that they're only going to give what they would give to you. Like they're like their spirit guides or whatever, like their energy is only going to really, it's not, I don't know. Like some people maybe be an open book and I'm going to get a lot, but I I tell people, I don't know what I'm going to get here. It's going to be so much better. If you ask them, you have the tools to do that. Um, so I I try to coach around that. They also want to know what's the outcome of this relationship. Like say I just started Mm -hmm. dating them, like what's going to be the outcome. And I do sometimes pull that too, but I like to let them know this is what your outcome is in this moment versus like forever and ever, because I believe in my practice that we have free will. And so we can't really predict the future, um, which is probably different from some other people in this space, readers and all that. They, they maybe believe that they can, but um, for me, I, I don't believe that I can predict the future. So I think that I can pick up on energies. Now I think the universe is sharing wisdom with us. Um, I don't think that we can know the future or tomorrow, or I I don't think we can predict it. I don't think anyone can, which, um, yeah, it's a little bit of like in, in my space of this work. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that believe that they can. And I think there are really gifted people who can pick up on amazing things, but 
that's just, yeah, my, part of my practice is that I believe that we have free will and we, we can't know everything, but we can, it doesn't like negate any wisdom that we can get from cards. Um, it's protective too. I think we're protected from knowing the future, even through gifted people that have like intuition, um, which I believe all of us have. Like, I just don't think it were meant to know everything that's supposed to happen in the future if that makes sense. So all, all that to say, I wanted to share too, if you guys wanted to know what's going to happen in the future of your relationships, I'll probably um, guide you maybe to another question. (laughs) Nikki, no, I love your philosophy on this. Again, not knowing much about tarot. I am terrified. I like would not want, I don't want to know the future. I'm so you're already probably like, oh, able to read me, but I, I don't, I don't want to ask you specific questions, like okay? Because I'm afraid. Um, so that's great for by me, okay? Um, well, I love that so much of what you're saying is such similar advice that we give. I mean, it, it I think it's a lot of, um, people who have have gained this wisdom in different ways and through different life experiences, saying basically like you have to communicate in your relationship. Like there isn't a way around it. You mm-hmm. can't. You know, you can't, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, that's so many of the questions we get, so many, much of the advice we give boils down to, like, you have to ask, you have to talk to them about it as much as it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, what you're saying about you only being able to receive the same energy that the person confused about the relationship receives is so interesting because it's true. It's like you, you cannot break through that wall until you break through that wall with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, yeah, I find that just super interesting that it's, it's, uh, I think so many of us, myself very much included, really, really avoid communicating. And then when you learn to communicate, you're like, oh, <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, that's the magic. That's the like, yeah, that's where I'm like gaining all these answers and wisdom is when I'm, 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 I'm out of my comfort zone. Right. And I'm, I'm stepping into whatever, you know, communicating about things in relationships, about sex, about stuff that we, we get scared to do. Um, but then there's so much reward on the other side. Um, yeah, I, I think the cards and, and using tarot are using, I mean, there's a lot of other things that, um, you know, other spiritual practices or therapy or, um, you know, bettering yourself in different ways, even like thinking this is so weird, like exercise, like if you, you know, make a goal around like doing like a marathon or something, I can imagine the confidence that you could get like tarot, I think gives you confidence, setting goals gives you confidence. And then, and this, <laughs> I don't know if this makes any sense, but then you feel like you can do things that make you scared. So, uh, so maybe yeah. using the cards or using like a goal setting or using, um, you know, therapy or whatever, I just, I don't know why I brought up marathon money. I literally would never do that. (laughs) You're in good company. But just something where it's like challenges you or is like a a tool and it doesn't have to be relationship related at all, but then you could actually use it to, you know, enhance your confidence in relationships. Like, yeah, I really like that because so much of it is about confidence or at least I'll speak to my own experience so much about my experience with relationships and dating. I'm in, I'm now in a relationship, um, the first long-term one of my life. So it's like, I have a lot of years of a lot of insecurity. I mean, I still have a lot of insecurities, but, uh, specifically in dating, it was always about confidence for sure. So that resonates. Do you Um, guys find this podcast like gives you confidence in your own relationships? That's a great question. Liza, what do you think? That is a great question. It's almost like, (laughs) 
you uh, do intuitive readings. <laughs> it does. To me, yeah. It's funny because I historically have been in my relationship the person who cannot communicate. And I feel like my partner always has to kind of chase me down and be like, nope, stop. Tell me what you're feeling. This is not like you can't, you know, take this what you're feeling out on me or like he has to kind of mm-hmm. be the one to um, handle that. And I feel like weirdly in he's taught me a lot. He really like opened me up and taught me so much about being honest and speaking about my feelings without the uh, fear of fears of repercussions. But um, it still doesn't come naturally to me. So, so in this doing this podcast and giving that advice so much, I almost feel like it, it is a regular reminder for me. And also I'm like, I can't be a hypocrite. I got to fucking communicate and be straightforward. And um, I've got to, you know, do it because I'm telling other people to do it. I have to do it. And so I, I feel like uh, he made me a much better communicator. And then this podcast took me a step further. And now I potentially talk about my feelings too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think when it comes to confidence in my relationship now, I was kind of thinking about it. I mean, Liza. Yeah. I think my... My scenario is a little bit different. Um, not that I'm a great communicator to begin with, but I do I do feel like just reflecting on the questions we get um, and even the beginnings of this podcast, Nikki, I was actually going on dates for it. It was kind of a, a challenge for me at Liza and I. It wasn't about just finding a relationship. It was just to – my therapist actually had been like, why don't you, you know, start going on more dates? So – she didn't tell me to start a podcast, but <laughs> we did that. Um, and so I think, you know, this has been an interesting journey because then I wound up meeting my now boyfriend. And I just, I think and I reflect when we hear some of these questions like of people in who are so generous and vulnerable in their emails to us, just going through it and like brilliant, smart women and men dating and then having a, a not so great time out there and you know, or being in these half relationships. And I guess it's just almost like um, it gives me confidence and kind of like even though I don't I, where I ended up, who I ended up with, I'm so grateful. I have a really kind and loving partner. And I think I was just like settling for something very different a lot of the time mm-hmm. previously. So in that sense, it gives me confidence. And then it also, closer to what Liza was saying, sometimes, you know, reflecting and communicating with each other and with guests reminds me of ways I need to be better in my relationship or want to be better um, in terms of, you know, whether it's communicating. I can communicate a lot, but not always in the most effective ways. So there's a there's a big temper over here. Um, so things like that. I feel like that's, yeah, it's been an interesting experience. It's so cool. Like totally to hold you accountable, but then also, I mean, we should have all had like relationship class like in school right we should have all gained these skills I mean they I mean like the Esther Perel quote like our life's quality is based on these relationships yet we have so few skills around them especially if we didn't learn them with our family so yeah yeah, you guys are like doing it you're you're teaching the people about what they need to know (laughs) so kind Nikki I promise we're not um okay should we do should we pull some cards yes yeah, Nikki, let us know how, how you'd like to do yeah. this. Um. Um, I saw this funny quote about tarot and dating too uh, that I wanted to mention that it said, 
uh, don't date someone who makes you check the tarot every week. Because <laughs> I, you know, I read for a lot of people, like you're saying, successful, amazing people who are so lost when it comes to relationships and they just want the tarot to give them lots of answers. Um, and it can be good for that, but also then we can, we can overdo it. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. And just be like, okay, searching, searching. But what I was thinking for you guys, um, was to do a guide card around love. So guide cards, um, I think they come from your higher self. And then if you believe in this, like your ancestors and your angels, like people who are protecting you and around you and kind of what wisdom they want to give you around love in your life. And so we could just pull a card for each of you and kind of see, um, what that, what the card says. And Kimmy, I know you don't want to know about the future. So this is not a future (laughs) predictor. This is more of like a loving wisdom and hug for you right now around, uh, love in your life. So what do you guys think about that? Unless you have a really specific question you're you're wanting to ask. This sounds dreamy to me. Okay. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to go first? Liza. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can go first. I can. So whatever. What? Probably yeah. people are picking up. I'm shuffling the cards if they can like hear that. Um, oh yeah. So ASMR. <laughs> yes. I'll talk really quietly. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So what I do, I'm already shuffling. So I'm like getting our energy. The cards are probably like, wow, lots of energy is going on. We're on a podcast. They've never been on a podcast before. Um, okay. I'm going to close my eyes. It's something I do when I pull. And then Liza, I'm going to ask you to say your full name. So if you have a middle name, say that as well. And then I'm going to ask you to say your whole birthday with your age, if you feel comfortable sharing sure, that. I would okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm just going to shuffle. And then whenever you're ready, say your full name and your birthday. My name is Liza Joe Renzulli, and my birthday is May 28th, 1988. Okay. You just had your birthday, Gemini. I did, yeah. Very cool. Okay. So this is your guide card for love. So like I said, wisdom from your higher self, from your ancestors, your angels, um, you know, we don't believe in that, just wisdom from the energy that's around us to support you around love. So I'll turn over the card. I'll show it to you. I'll talk to you a little bit about its meaning, and then I'll ask you what's coming up for you. Okay. Cool. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got this card here. This is the eight of cups and it has kind of a funny name. It's called indolence, which in my deck, my cards have names on the bottom as well as their um, suit. So every, every tarot deck has four suits and then they have um, an ace and then uh, up to 10 in those suits. And then I have, my deck is called the Crawley Thoth deck. And there are like words on the bottom of the card too. So this word is indolence, which kind of means boredom. Um, so it's a little bit of a tough card as Kimmy was talking about that I have to kind of share. Um, but which is good because it's giving you a little bit of wisdom and medicine to work with. So what this card is sharing is that there may be in love, maybe in your loving relationships, you're feeling a little bit of stagnant energy. There's something that's you're feeling like 
as you can see, there's a little bit of like a gloominess to the card and not all the cups are full. Um, it could be something that's like happening with you that you feel a little like bored or stuck or like there isn't this excitement that you're wanting and maybe it's like kind of trickling into your loving relationships. Um, you're wanting your cups, which cups in tarot, uh, it like everyone speaks, to, I could go on and on, but everyone speaks to a different part of us and cups is our emotions. So it's an emotional feeling of kind of feeling, like I said, a little stuck, a little bored. Um, like you need, you want energy to like take it to the next level, but you're kind of searching for where's your well to kind of give you that boost. Um, as I'm starting to describe this card, like what's coming up for you? It's interesting because when you first were describing it, I was like, oh, the opposite, because I'm on this like long extended trip with my partner and we've just been like, I mean, this is like annoying to talk about, but we've just been like having so much fun together and like our love has been so like restored and renewed and we're like just like laughing and together constantly and like it's just like fucking heart eye emojis all the yeah. time. But and so when you first pull it, I was like, well, that's not that. But then as you're saying your loving relationships, I think the flip side of that is like I felt really disconnected from my friendships. And I was thinking about that, which are really important and really central, really core to me. And I was thinking about that actually earlier when we were talking about the Esther Perel quote. Mm. And I was like, I haven't done the best job of um, staying connected to my friends. I haven't had a lot of energy for that. I've been feeling really like kind of sad and depressed, although I'm feeling like a little bit better in the last couple months. But I, I was feeling really stagnant. And I just, yeah, I, I felt like I had no energy to put into friendships. And it's something I'm, now that I've, I'm away and I'm feeling calmer, it's something I've been like, oh, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to like not be there for the people that I really love. Um, So it's very, very relatable to like, all, and potentially my family relationships, all my relationships, except my romantic relationship mm-hmm. right now is pretty, I've been I've been letting, yeah, stagnate a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm, I love that you could see like, okay, if I widen this, where is this really fitting and how is this coming through? And kind of maybe even taking how your cups are being really filled by this trip and spending time with your partner and some of that energy you have, like, okay, maybe I have a little more energy to give and I can reach out more to some of those friendships or some of that family. Um, yeah, this card, there, there is... On a, if to go deeper, depression does come up with this card. So feeling a little, and we're like putting all you guys' vulnerability out, out there. No, <laughs> that's what this is about. I mean, I've talked a lot on this podcast about depression and the this year has been the toughest year for me in terms of depression since like 2012. It's been like a, you know, for a oh, lot of people, yeah. it's been a tough year. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see, I mean, the cards are really visual and I know the people listening can't see, but there's sort of like this um, stormy sky on like a, on like an ocean that looks a little bit like gray. And then there's these cups and they're, they're not all full and there's eight of them. So only um, four out of the eight have water in them. So it's talking like, where can, how can you fill up the rest of your cups? How can you um, think about taking, you know, some of the ways you might have some energy and like sharing that around, but also just the, the cards in the end are just about the awareness, like of all the cards in the deck, which are 78, this is the one that came up for you. So this is like what your higher self 
the universe would said like, okay, let's put some attention on this. Like this is, this is the wisdom that you needed to hear today was places you feel stuck, places you're feeling a little depressed and you're feeling this joy on this trip. But when you come home, like, let's work on this. Let's, let's see where you can fill up, you know, from your well and, and put in um, some, some daily practices that are going to help you to kind of get that, that energy and that stuck stuckness kind of shifting in your life. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Any other thoughts or questions about the card? No, it's really interesting and really, yeah, it's really helpful to, like you said, helpful to think about. It's something that's been kind of like lingering in my mind very peripherally. And I feel like this just really like brought it into focus. It was really cool and helpful. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. I will take a picture of the card too, and I'll send it to you so you can have it afterwards. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll email you guys after your card. Because cool. we could post them on Instagram for people who are curious. Yeah. Yeah. Or unless that's like. No, you totally not, can. I don't want to like ruin them. No, it's your card to share. So <laughs> you can do that. Okay. Kimmy, are you ready for you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it'll be great. Um, <clears throat> so I say, Sorry. I definitely am nervous. My full name and my birth date. Yeah. When you're, so I'm going to start shuffling a little bit because um, okay. we're going to – Liza's energy was in the cards. So we're going to shift on over to you. And so funny. I was nervous at the beginning of this podcast because it's my you know, first time doing this. And now I'm like totally calm because this is my zone <laughs> once funny. I get the cards in my hand. But I, I have so much compassion because I totally get like you're in the hot seat. But um, – Thank you guys for being so vulnerable. Of course. And I want to be vulnerable. You can, don't feel like you have to hold back okay. because I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So whenever you're ready, you can say your full name and your birthday. Okay. Kimberly Ann Foskett, November 11th, 1988. I should say I'm an 88 girl too. So we're, oh, we're in the club cool. together. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. And whenever you're ready, Kimberly. And now I'm just calling you Kimberly because you just. <laughs> Truly, I got a, a text from a friend for her wedding invite. Like, is your full name Kimberly? Because, you know, I still go by Kimmy and it never left. Anyway, I am. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So you got this card here. This is the Princess of Cups. So you got a cup card too which totally makes sense because both cards are in the suit of our emotions. They also um, represent the element of water. Uh, And this is a face card or like royalty card, similar to like in, um, you know, like a poker deck, how they have those cards. Um, And this one is the princess of cups, like I said. So there's a lot going on visually with this card. So she is in the ocean. She's got this sort of like shell dress there is like a tortoise a lotus blossom a swan we got like a big fish or like a dolphin over here um so lots of symbols in this card and this is a card about symbols actually about dreams about our intuition about our psychic abilities of connecting to our spirituality um so your guides are saying around your loving relationships this is a time for you um kind of to, it'll support your loving relationships, maybe even with yourself, but also with others is to kind of like dive into your own spirituality a little bit. 
and like dive into even maybe if you're really into like tarot today, like maybe you get your own deck or maybe you get a, like a bigger reading or maybe you start on a little journey around this that you have intuitive gifts that are kind of under the surface that are wanting to come forward. Maybe you've been having some dreams that have a, like a lot of symbols or you're noticing some symbols happening in your life or in your world. Um, it's just a, a card about like feeling very like sensitive to the energies of the universe. Like you, you're just, you're awakening that and it's going to support you and like connecting to your path and your purpose and support like a loving relationship with yourself and with others. So, okay. As I described this card, I said a lot, what's coming up for you? I'm thinking it's very, uh, and I may misinterpret it, but the first thing that came up for me as soon as you mentioned that it was spiritual is just how out of touch I, you know, pre-pandemic regularly did yoga, really, you know, savored that savasana. I cannot get myself to do that in my own home. I can't get myself to meditate lately. I am like, you know, feeling sensitive to the world in a way that I go on Twitter and I'm worried about what's going to happen in the next few years. You know, it just, I have felt so opposite of grounded lately, but I've like started to notice that recently that I really do want to do something that connects me a little more deeply so that I'm not just I feel like I've also been really focused on work versus nurturing relationships or or connecting on that deeper level so I don't know it all feels it feels right it feels like something I've been thinking in my own head I should lean into more Mm -hmm. but I have not been actively can feel myself kind of swatting away the desire to do something more like even just meditate for a short amount of time Mm -hmm. it comes up every day and I swat it away and just go to my computer to do work you know yeah yeah um I want to ask more about like why you yeah why do you think that's happening like what's kind of pushing it away it's a really good question and I think it's honestly come up in my relationship where uh, my anxiety has been so extreme of late that my boyfriend has been like, you really got to, it's like, it's, it's, I can feel the anxiety. You make me anxious over little things, over canceling a plan because something came up at work. I have, it's definitely, I think it's coming up around, you know, I came out of grad school a year ago. I'm at a job that I really want to do well at and I feel that I have, but I'm, I'm always just kind of prioritizing that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also, I think, I think I'm swatting this away. It's like, because maybe I don't want to go deeper. I'm also not in therapy right now and I've been postponing going back. I was in therapy for many years and I just Mm -hmm. have taken a pause from even that. Um, I, that's like I, I cannot figure out why I'm it's almost like I don't want to deal with any um of the hard parts yeah. of diving into spirituality more or even even something calming like meditation like I just want to like keep it moving yes which is, yeah 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 I mean resist we resist something right we think it's going to be really like Oh my God, I'm going to be talking about running again. I don't know why, but like, you know, if you like get out of your, uh, you know, say you were a runner and like the first run back is going to hurt so bad. And you're just like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that initial, like getting back into it. Um, And it will always hurt less probably than we think. And then it'll be like, you know, we'll start to be supportive to us. Um, 
I feel like there's a lot of like joy and pot, like just this kind of like radiance that comes from this card. It's like inviting you in. She has this Mm -hmm. tortoise that she's holding and she's sort of like offering it as a gift. It's like, um, I see the, the tortoise is like obviously the protective shell and like kind of, um, you know, that we have that protection around us, but also that we're off. She's offering it saying like, I want to give you my vulnerability. I want to give you this like magical thing about myself. And she's connected to nature, obviously through all of these, you know, animals and being the ocean and the Lotus blossom and tarot always talks about like meditation and meditation doesn't have to be, you know, sitting, doing it through yoga or sitting on the ground and like doing that kind of traditional meditation. Like I feel like we're kind of meditating right now doing, doing this through the cards. So it could be that maybe those old ways aren't going to be the right way for you to come into this again right now. It's like finding a different avenue. Um, could be like watercolors, you know, it could be like something very light, something that just sort of is just touching back down into a kind of creative or spiritual practice for you. But it's going to be really yeah. supportive of the relationship with yourself and your loved ones to kind of tap into this energy. Yeah. I, it all, it's like, the in when you describe being invited by the card and I'm probably drawing this conclusion but my mom passed away four years ago and she was much more spiritual than me so it's almost like I'd like to see it as an invitation from her yeah and maybe kind of lean in and I don't know like again I'm 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 jumping to like medium land I'm sure but I'm just thinking about um maybe maybe some of the resistance has been there because I don't know, of all these other things in life or resisting that part of grief because, you know, it's four years now and grief is different than it was this first few years, Mm -hmm. but it's also not. But also I just like the idea of her like inviting me in or the world inviting me in to totally get in touch. I mean, this is your ancestor and angel and cheerleader card. And so we set that intention. So I I definitely think your, your mom's energy is coming through in this card, when people get that feeling, I think it's right. Like that happens in readings where people are like, okay, this is coming from this person who's, who's passed. And the people who have passed, I truly believe they're very invested in our happiness and our joy. They want to see us succeeding. And so your this is your medicine is saying like, come to this place. It's going to support you. It probably will bring up like tears or, you know, maybe sadness or that kind of emotion, but um, in a way that's releasing and supportive of you. So maybe it doesn't have to be so scary and you can do it Mm -hmm. light, right? Like you can, maybe it's, like I said, starting with like watercoloring or, um, you know, just like a walk where you don't listen to anything when you go on the walk and you just like look at, you know, the trees and the flowers that are out. Where are you in the West coast? Oh, in LA. Okay. Where are you beautiful again, LA. Nikki? No, LA I mean, really is beautiful. My sister lives there. Um, yeah. I'm in Seattle. You're in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much, far more beautiful than LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the jasmine's out right now. So there's a nice smell. You always like have you good go tropical plants too. I mean, the climate has that balminess to it that um, you guys yeah. get like those like birds of paradise and different things we don't get here. So. Yeah, it's the best time of year. All the jacarandas, I always mess it up. The purple trees mm-hmm. are all blooming I it's, it's it's one of our prettier moments I will say yeah love a good it's, spring to summer flower time yeah 
Well, that was your card. Any other thoughts or questions about it before we end? Just thank you. I don't know. This is really cool. I am so grateful, Nikki. Like this was, not that I had any doubts, but I just have never done this. So I didn't know what to expect. And it was, to all you listening, this was like much better than I (laughs) thought it would be. Not our interview with you, like actually just like less scary, just... I really liked the format of pulling a card. Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, well, it was really great to like do that for you guys. And um, I just believe you got it. Like we were meant to come together. You were meant to receive these cards in this moment. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I really appreciate you guys being vulnerable and open to doing that because it was very cool. It was really, really cool. I, I feel like I'm now, um, I want to do this about everything. I'm like, oh, let's do career. <laughs> But I yeah. Yeah. well, come see me. Let's set do that it. up yeah. with you <laughs> offline for yeah. other people who are feeling that way. Um, can you tell yeah. everyone where to find you? Yes. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at nikifo.tarot. So um, N-A-N-A-N-I-K-K-I-F-O and then a period and then tarot, T-A-R-O-T. How you spell we'll, tarot? we'll link it below too. We will, we'll link you in the show notes. Yeah. Cause immediately when someone asks you to spell something, you forget right away how to spell <laughs> it. Um, and then my website is nikifo.online and you can check out my services there. I do 30 minute readings. I do hour long readings. I do kind of like a subscription model. No better way to say it where I do, um, like you can sign up for like one reading a month or a couple of readings a month. And I do like rituals and kind of check-ins with you more and we do like an ongoing practice so if you're kind of wanting to dive deeper into your spirituality and into kind of you know learning more about yourself in this way then we can we can do like an ongoing sort of thing which I love to do because I really like to go deeper with clients and work on stuff in that way but I also love to do you know birthdays or like big events in your life and do a reading I read for lots of moms and people who are older, people who are younger. Um, also, I read for men. Surprisingly, I allow men to get readings. Um, no, <laughs> I do have a few male clients and I would love to have more. So many men are listening out there. Um, this is for you too. You can do tarot and do a spiritual practice also. So Amen. Um, yeah, come find me. Thank you so much, Nikki. This was such a cool experience. Yeah, thank you so much, Nikki. I can't. You're so welcome. Thank you guys for your time for the reading and everyone please go check Nikki out we'll link it all below in the show show notes um yeah this was excellent thank you so much yeah you guys are welcome thank you Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.